listener. Welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Features Editor at Broadsheet, and I host this short guide to Sydney. Today, Broadsheet's Grace McKenzie tells us about a Japanese steakhouse where you can choose from three cuts of meat and watch it sizzle at your table on a super hot stone. It's all about affordable, speedy feeds at the casual eatery called Yopari Steak. And surprisingly, there are some great vegan dishes on the menu too. Before that, Fabrica Breadshop's head baker Arnie Baseka is here to tell us about the group's new permanent digs in Roselle, where he's baking puffy meat-along focaccia and a decadent take on fairy bread. Fabrica, Sydney's pasta shop and deli, has opened a permanent location exclusively for its baked goods. It's in a street-facing corner of Maloney's Grocer on Darling Street in Roselle. Everything in store is made from scratch, including its meter-long slabs of focaccia and its banoffee tarts that are topped with piped cream. Head baker Arnie Baseka has previously told Broadsheet that the new location means new possibilities to bake more things. We've got more things to work with. Arnie joins us today. Thanks for coming in. So let's talk about this new space then. I, I visited earlier. It really is within Maloney's Grocer. So it's it's kind of a section of it and you get to kind of order either inside or outside and you can sit outside and have coffee and have some pastries, anything that you, you want really, or maybe a, a huge yeah. slab of focaccia. Yeah, it's amazing to be finally in a space where we can be a lot more creative. Now, I had heard that your favourite item so far on the menu was the focaccia the potato one is that Always true is. or has that yeah. changed no it it's so forever going to be a favorite like the potato confit garlic rosemary focaccia that i think we've done that since we started fabrica king street and there was a time where we were putting an anchovy on it too so like it's it's forever been a part of fabrica and yeah it's just one of those things that every morning i bake is just makes me amazed at how good baking really is. Are there any customer favorites since you've opened? Banoffee tart sits high up on that list at the moment. That was just another random thing that we came up with about just, oh, how about we put a little banana bread inside a tart and just make it look fancy? There's also, I haven't tried it yet, but I really want to. And I haven't tried it because I'm not currently eating dairy. But as soon as I can, I'm going to go back and have some of the delicious fairy bread. Can you tell me, what is it made of? Like, what is well, the fairy bread? It was mainly making? when we started doing croissant trials and we had a bit of leftover croissants. I was like, I don't want to make almond croissants because all bakeries tend to make a lot of croissants and then make almond croissants the day after. But because they hold shape better uh, that way. But I was like, let's do something else. Let's try and make a croissant pudding and slice it up. And then me and Elise, my sous chef, sous baker, I guess, we were just discussing, and I was like, this idea came up about, about doing fairy bread. And we also thought about using these Indian uh, after-meal sort of uh, mouth fresheners that you get. They're mm. candied fennel mm. seeds. So we're like, let's combine those with a bit of sprinkles so that you get a bit of flavor as well, not just colorful sprinkles on top. So, they looked really popular this morning when I visited. Every table seemed to have one. <laughs> one of the most popular ones that I'm seeing over Instagram is this sort of anchovy topped item from the glass cabinet yeah. in there. Can you tell me what that is? 
Well, it was another sort of play on an anchovy toast because like every restaurant, ever, ever since I've come to Australia, like I've seen an anchovy toast on so many restaurants and menu. And it's I was very like, popular. I was like, why should restaurants have all the fun? Like we bakeries should start doing anchovy toasts as well. So that was an idea that just materialized, I guess. So everything you're making, you're making in-house and from scratch. Yes. So which producers are you working with? We're mainly using flour from whole grain milling and um, butter from St. David's Dairy. So like St. David's Dairy is like phenomenal. Like I've used their butter before and I've been a fan of it for like three, four years now. Um, yeah, I just love the cultured butter taste. A lot of, a lot of the times, like, I think the croissants taste a bit more European in that regard. Um, almost like cheesy, but yeah, I, like, I like, love it. It's good. So the menu changes ever so slightly at the weekend. What is a it that you can get at the weekend that you can't get throughout the week? Um, definitely um, pies and masala croissants. So like pies are something that are incredibly like labor intensive at the moment, at least uh, until we get a pie press. <laughs> But masala croissants, like that's something that another sort of idea that materialized over the last few months of brainstorming. And um, that pastry takes a lot more work than your normal croissants, which also are quite difficult to make. But um, it just is a longer process. And we wanted to keep it for the weekend where because we're in a suburb, a lot of people would be traveling to offices Monday to Friday and then they'd have the time to come eat at the bakery on the weekend. So we were like, let's keep it as a special on the weekend. Can you give us an idea of what that process entails to make a masala croissant? Um, well, it's all of what you do with the croissant and then you slice up the whole pastry and top the slices on top of another pastry and then roll it again. So you're essentially doing double the work, but then that's how you get those crispy sort of lamin laminated layers outside that you see and um yeah we stuff it with the spiced potato mix with which is flavored with a bit of curry leaf similar to what you'd get in like dosas and stuff in indian restaurants there's been people coming back asking for masala croissants on the weekend and like blows my mind is there anything that you can't make enough of well i guess those <laughs> those <laughs> yeah i mean we're starting at like 4 a.m during the week and Saturdays and Sundays, we start at three. And um, yeah, all of the restaurants in the Loftily group get their bread from Red Shop in Brazil. So if anyone's on an early morning kind of dog walk, we can have a peer in and maybe see what you're working on. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I'm there from 4am pretty much every day. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be there all the time shaping bread in the morning. So this is exclusively about the bread and pastries for the group can you buy any of the pasta packs there or any pasta in the At area Maloney's yes definitely there's a, a whole fridge dedicated to the Fabrica pasta packs and the fresh pasta and the latest launched the four, four Pillars gin sauce like the collaboration between Four Pillars and Fabrica you can buy a few jars of those as well and I hear there's also a new a few new sauces coming around but I, that's all I know can't share those secrets just <laughs> that's yet. all I know
Well, Fabrica Bake Shop is now open at 733 Darling Street in Roselle and it's open daily from 7am until sold out. In the city, there's a new walk-in only steak restaurant that's eschewing the more expensive cuts of beef to offer affordable steak cooked just how you like it. In fact, you cook it yourself on a heated lava stone. Broadsheet Sydney food and drink editor Grace McKenzie joins us for a rundown of how this new rapid turnaround eatery works. So this place is called Yapari Steak and the concept is imported from Japan. Can you tell us a bit about how it works, like the basics? Once you head in, you pick your cut of steak. There's three available. Um, And then you choose your weight between 100 grams and 450 grams. Um, And then it arrives to your table with or without sides or salads or um, fries. Um, And then you cook it to how you would like it. I love the theatre behind this. You get to have your kind of your hot plate, which is kind of small. I'm, I'm using my hands to sort of mm-hmm. imitate the size, which I know doesn't work very well on an audio format, but it's it's plate sized. It's not particularly oversized. It's not going to take up a lot of space is what I'm saying. And what I love about this is that it will have all of those sensory elements too. You can hear it sizzling. You can smell it cooking in front of you. Do you know if the kitchen's doing anything particularly to prepare the meat before you start heating it I think that that's like their entire aim is for that like sizzle and like that real sensory experience um for diners and if you're a steak fan like that surely is part of the love of it um it's coming to your table quite rare yeah it's just a quick sear I think in the kitchen and then it's straight to you you mentioned a little bit about the sides can you run through some more detail as to what you can add along with your cut of steak Yeah, so it comes as a set with like rice, soup and salad. Um, And then there's like add-ons, there's like garlic bread, fries, um, and there's a selection of like non-steak meals, um, like curries and rice dishes. I was really surprised to see vegan options as well, because it feels like this will be a kind of place that has meat lovers, meat eaters going to more than vegans, but I love that it's inclusive. Me too. I'm like... Also appreciate a vegan that is happy to sit at a table with a sizzling steak. Um, And I assume those dishes come ready to eat rather than ones you finish at the table. Yeah, definitely. There's also a little stand with a whole bunch of different sauces um, and condiments for you to use. There's like a a yuzu ponzu and a sesame dressing, which is one of my favourites. I'd love to try that. Usually it's butter for me, but I'm not currently eating any dairy. So I'd want to really try some of the other options. And I love that they've come with their own condiment. No butter is so sad. (laughs) It is so sad. So those three cuts of steak they've got on the menu, they're not ones I'm particularly familiar with. An oyster blade, never really heard of it before. Chucktail flap, they're not ones that I would normally find on the menu. But this is kind of intentional, right, to keep the price down. Yeah, um, I think the overall design of the place is to be very approachable um, and not exclude anybody. So there's like heaps of students in that area and yeah, I guess it's just catering to them. It's $24.90 for a steak with the... um, accompanying sides so it's like more a focus on really delicious food but not necessarily like the most premium cuts of meat it's not somewhere you'll go for wagyu or a t-bone no this place is all about ordering and eating really quickly so what does it look like what's the vibe inside 
it's very casual. I would say that it does look like somewhere that you're not going to stay for a very long time. Um, it's bright orange. There's like lots of nice booths down one side. There's room for 44 and it's in the old um, chef's gallery space, like one part of it. So it is just in and out um, and that really bustly part of Bathurst Street. You can find your Pari steak at Regent Place Shopping Centre on Bathurst Street and it's open every day from 11am till 10pm. And that's all we have time for today. Of course, you can stay up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. A listener production.